You're listening to episode 72 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. How on earth is it that we are already 70 plus episodes into this thing? And not only that, this is the last episode of season one of the Scaling Up podcast. I'm going to tell you more about that in a bit. What does that mean? What's season two looking like? Why is this going to be such an incredible shift for the show and for all of you listeners? But first, let's talk about what we're chatting about today in in this episode, because to me, it is a beautiful way to close down a season because it's the most important topic in all things, like in business, in scaling a business, in going next levels in your life, in being a better spouse or more present parent and raising the people that are going to come up in society and make an impact. Like all of this stuff is built on the back of leadership. And specifically because it's so relevant right now and in real time as this is being recorded, the world is continuing to navigate its quote new normal of countries literally being shut down, businesses put on pause or or closed, schools and churches are shutting down and there is a virus spreading across the globe like wildfire and it has very little predictability right now. So Today, we're not focusing on the virus. The world is doing enough of that right now. But we are, however, focusing on something that rings true every single day across every generation and within every industry, no matter what is happening in the world. And that's why leadership is the way through every single battle. It is how you're going to come out on top no matter what you are facing, no matter what the circumstances are. So whether you lead a team, you are a leader within an organization, you are a leader within your family or your church or your community, how you rise to this challenge and any other challenge that you face is going to determine how you ride out the challenge and how you come out on the other end. And let me preface all of this by saying I am not belittling what we're facing. I'm not poo-pooing on the risk or the genuine fears that many are facing, uh, some even more than others because of particular circumstances. But I am saying that in this circumstance and in all circumstances, no matter how painful or difficult, we all have to answer one fundamental question every single time. So what are we going to do about it now? And how we answer that question is going to reveal our level of leadership training, like how much we have poured into managing and growing ourselves so that we can step up and do that within our businesses, our communities, or whatever areas of our life are important to us. And that's going to also reveal what's going to happen next. So we're going to spend this final episode of this first season summing up a principle that is going to carry us through this challenge, all challenges, and what I credit all true success to outside of God himself, leadership. How you step into that when times are the toughest. And I want to make it more tangible for you guys. So this episode is going to break down the different categories that I find most important during specifically a really tough time. And I'm going to make it tactical for you. This is going to be one of those episodes you share with your people and listen to maybe a second time with your notebook in hand because it's applicable stuff that's going to make a world of difference in this particular moment in history and the many moments to follow. Let's talk about it. 
right in this moment. Do you want to know what matters more than the marketing plan that you've just spent the last year creating or the fact that you're now homeschooling your kids because the world has shut down and you are working from home and their schools are shut down and you're trying to teach your kids math that, let's be real, may as well be in another language or whether you should still launch as the world is in a global pandemic? What is more important than all of that right now in this moment and in any other major chaotic catastrophe moment that you will face as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, is the level of leadership that you choose to step into as you navigate this crisis, any crisis. Because guess what? When you choose leadership, you have clarity on the marketing strategy. When you embody leadership, you know how to juggle your kids' obscenely difficult math homework and your business at the same time. When you embrace leadership, you have the tact and grace and perspective to launch or not launch based on what you know the right thing to do is. So we're going to define it. We're going to break it down. And since we don't have 26 plus hours to dig into the depths of all things leadership, because I would absolutely love to do that. This is my favorite topic in the world. And I think if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, the most important topic that's not being discussed enough, we are talking about specifically the five things that I know will carry you through this challenge and any other challenge you face, because there will be many, and not just carry you through it, but help you thrive through it. Have you come out the other end strengthened, having grown despite your circumstances? When you are presented with a challenge, part of leadership is how you face it. What do you do? How do you handle it? How quickly do you pop back up if you fall? But more than the what you do, A true indicator of your level of capacity for handling adversity is how you perceive what you're about to handle. It's perspective. So that's the first thing I want to break down. And it's why people can face a terminal illness like cancer. While they feel the physical pain, the emotional pain that comes with it and face that hardship and still choose joy. It's why there are people who survived concentration camps and torturous situations but could still acknowledge gratitude in those moments. It's why some businesses fail when they encounter a major setback and why others absolutely prevail. So much of that is the perspective of the leader of the person. My point of view in all things will determine what I do. So as a leader, through what lens do you view this challenge? Through what lens do you view hardship or obstacles? It's not just about how do you handle it tactically. It's like, how do you actually perceive it? When you see it, what thoughts go through your mind? And this takes a lot of training. This is not something people are born with. You were not born with a perspective. It is crafted over years of experiences, traumas, implementation, study, hard work, effort. You can actually craft your perspective. So what I want us to do is to focus on how we can get to a place that when these obstacles come our way, we actually start to see them differently. We might even see opportunity in the face of strife. So you don't want to discredit strife either, right? There is opportunity. And if you can butt your head up against something seemingly impossible... Feel the hurt and the pain or the uncertainty that comes with it because that's real. I'm not asking you to to discredit it or uh, belittle it. If you can still find yourself asking, where's the opportunity for growth here? What can I do better? How can I grow through this? You've embraced leadership and you've opened the door to new possibilities that other people who don't think that way, they will not have those possibilities. 
And like I said, it's really not about belittling the fact that you're worried for your elderly parents right now during this time because they're more susceptible to this virus or that you aren't feeling the financial hurt of the world shutting down or maybe even having to close down your business at the time or people closing their wallets to you. It's not minimizing people's pain or the real battle that we're facing because we feel it. People don't become immune to it just because they're a leader. But still, every circumstance we face, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to face it head on? And how are we going to see opportunities within that struggle? And I know there are going to be a lot of people, because this happens every time I talk about this and I'm okay with it because I'm speaking to a specific person, but there are going to be a lot of people that say have the yeah buts. Yeah, but you don't know how hard this is for me. Yeah, but you don't understand how, how dangerous this is for my family. Like, I'm not trying to um, tell anyone that their pain isn't real. There are always going to be people who push back on this particular topic of like, how can you find an opportunity when there's so much suffering happening? How can you focus on what you could do better or business or this or that when, when the world's going through such a hard time? Like in my belief system, and this has taken a lifetime to get to this point and I still have a long way to go, I believe there's a dichotomy in life where you can be suffering and experiencing pain and facing the biggest battle of your life, but still have a perspective that allows you to choose joy and to choose to grow through it and to find opportunity in it. It's not to say that it's rosy and it's happy all the time or, or rainbows or whatever, but I'm speaking to the person that's willing to grow to this level. If you're hearing this and you're already getting the resistance of, yeah, but, yeah, but you don't understand, but I'm this, but I'm that, I don't know if you're, you're ready for this training yet. But if you're hearing this and it might be some resistance, but you're like, I want that. Like, I want to be able to approach a challenge in business or life or parenthood or whatever and be able to have the, the muscle to lean on to grow through it over and over and time and time again, even though it's really, really hard. That's, I'm talking to you, okay? Your people, whether it's the people who follow you on Instagram, the little people that you're currently raising, like your people need you now more than they ever have to hear their pain, but to see your belief in a brighter future. Like they need you to, to resonate with them, to connect with them, to assure them, to hear them to let them be seen but they also need to see you believing in what good is going to come i was listening to a sermon the other day i've actually heard this now highlighted in a few different places and the pastor spoke of a c.s lewis writing in the days of the atomic bomb and maybe you've heard this being passed around now and he encouraged us in this moment to replace atomic bomb with coronavirus or really like whenever you're listening to this whatever struggle you're facing cancer, the fact that you're going through a divorce, whatever, it can be like a global struggle, a personal struggle. And I want to read it here because it's so powerful and completely in alignment with today's realities. And it's also going to piss a lot of people off because I can already hear the resistance of the people who aren't quite ready to grow to this level with the yeah buts. But this will resonate with the right people like it did with me. It starts, in one way, we think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply, why, as you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year, or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat at any night, or indeed, as you are already living in an age of cancer, in an age of syphilis, in an age of paralysis, in an age of air raids, in an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. In other words, don't let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, 
dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented, and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors. Anesthetics. But we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristles with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all but a certainty. This is the first point to be made and the first action to be taken to pull ourselves together. If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing with children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that. But they need not dominate our minds. They need not dominate our minds. Let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. That is the era we're in right now facing this crisis. And as leaders, we have the opportunity to step into this moment doing sensible and human things, not sitting huddled in a corner watching the news waiting for us to be told what is going to happen to us next. We can't change everything. We can't prevent everything. We can do our best. We can isolate, we can do the things that are being recommended that will serve the greater good and serve ourselves, but we can still show up. And we have the gift and the blessing of the freaking internet where we can show up in ways that before, if we had to go into isolation, it was true isolation. Like we didn't get the opportunity to connect with the world and keep our businesses thriving and to keep showing up for our people and be present, even visibly present, like your people seeing you on more than just hearing your voice, but actually seeing your person on video is one step away from you being standing right in front of them. What a gift. Perspective in all things is a blessing. And when you have the right perspective, it allows you to step into leadership like never before. And without a perspective that can see through the weeds, there is no leadership. And without leadership, there's no opportunity to grow through the battle. And it is a choice. It's a hard choice, but it's the right choice, especially if you have people looking to you. And most of us do. And I'm not necessarily talking about the amount of followers next to your name. Do you have children? Do you have a spouse? Do you have friends? Do you have family? Do you have community? Do you have church members that are looking to you? What you believe to be true for you, for your people, for this world will be your truth. And that will be passed on to your people. They need to see that you see something that they don't yet see. That's why you're a leader. So they can believe it's possible for them too. John Maxwell had a great series on leadership that he released just during this whole time. He saw a need. He has a skill set. He has gifts. He decided to bring it to the world despite his speeches being canceled and book tours and all the different things. So he's doing what he can as a leader. And he talked about, as leaders, how we have to define reality. And oftentimes when we're in crisis, it's easy to feel like we're in the worst possible situation ever. And he, he says, a minor crisis, like something small and insignificant, is something in the past. But a major crisis is what we're going through right now. Like, that's how we view crisis. Whatever we're in in the moment is the worst of the worst. But reality is understanding and helping our people understand that there have been struggles worse than this before, and there will be struggles worse than this in the future. And as a leader, it's never going to just be smooth sailing. So how can we hear them? How can we guide them, but help them see the reality that we are going to get through this? And he talked about, and I loved this example, and it's so simple. And he, we've heard it a thousand times, but I like how he positioned it. How in this situation, we've all been handed a lemon. 
And some of us are going to mount that lemon on the wall and we're going to talk about it till we're blue in the face and take pictures of it and talk about how tough life is with that lemon. And then there are the people who are going to cut that baby open and make lemonade. It's not that it's easy to choose that. Like sometimes talking about leadership, it makes it sound like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like cut the lemon open, make some lemonade. It's all good. No, no, it's not all good. It's so much harder to choose that latter path. It is way, way harder to have a perspective that's positive when things are really bleak, but it is an opportunity to do so. So the next way you're going to rise up and lead through the challenge that you're facing, whether it's this or something else, is through love. Yes, you have had your quarterly plan and you have your goals and your ambitions and you want to rally the troops and keep moving and show them how to work through this crisis. But as a leader, what you want, especially in a moment of such great challenge, that gets trumped by what your people need. There's this level of selflessness in leadership that can, at least as I've personally found, be really isolating and painful as a leader. Because sometimes we want to lick our wounds. We're going through it too. We want to take time, be considered, focus on our needs. Managers, people that manage, can find time to do that. But leaders don't take vacation from their vocation, especially when their people are in crisis. So you want to help them find an opportunity when life seems grim. And even if you had to close your doors or furlough your employees or cancel your speaking engagements, the opportunity is in how you can show up and serve the people who need you. Not because it will serve you, but conveniently, ultimately, you do the right thing and it will. And the opportunity in this time especially is to connect, to reach out, to ask the question, it's going to blow your mind, how are you doing? How can I help? This is where your prospects, your customers, your clients, people on your team, They need to feel your love for them through leadership, hearing their concerns, relating to their concerns, and not belittling them. When they say they're hurting, it's not the time to reply, oh, well, look for the silver lining. It's the time to say, tell me more. I feel you. I'm with you. And then help them see the silver lining through your actions, through how you show up for them. And you lead them through this time by your example of showing up when it's really hard. You lead them through it by casting your belief of what's on the other side of this mess, and you encourage them. In episode 70, How to Show Up During a Disruption, we talked about really knowing your people and using this as a time to to more deeply connect with them and build those relationships and that reassurance and that trust and connection. Yeah, you know your people's pain points, but likely in this moment, their pain points have shifted. So how can you give them what they need right now? That is what's going to continue to build trust and connection and loyalty so that when they come out on the other side of this, they still choose you. So how can you put them first? How can you make them feel the genuine nature of of your putting them first? Not just like I'm putting them first because this is a business metric for me. I'm putting them first because this is the right thing to do and I want them to feel that. And because you likely had other plans during this time, and this is probably rocking your world like it's rocking ours, shifting focus to their needs more deeply means that The next key role in leadership is your level of ility, agility, adaptability, and stability. You have to be agile. Like you got to move so quick, changing plans, making it all come together on a dime. And it's one of the major differentiators between the entrepreneurs and businesses that are going to be battered and broken come the end of this thing, needing assistance and hoping that they can reopen their doors some days. And those who are just strengthened who come together, who see the opportunity, who 
show up in the crisis and and build that trust and connection with their people. And again, no matter how tough the circumstances are, it's it's a choice. I was working recently with a coaching client of mine whose clientele that she serves are being deeply impacted by the global shutdown of businesses. She specifically serves hospitality chains and helps them with their marketing. So since they're all shutting down, the chains that she works with were reacting to this and saying, and, and this is from the top down, like the, her clients were saying, well, we need to wait this thing out. You know, the, the, we're going dark. The circumstances, they've happened to us. It's forced us into this unfortunate situation. And now we can't, we can't do anything. So we have to just wait. That to me is like a scream, a bloody scream for leadership. They are dying for leadership because that attitude is what crushes businesses. It's what defines them, not in a good way. And my client was really discouraged because that message was relayed to her and she felt stuck. She's like, yeah, they told me they're shutting down, going dark in their marketing during this time. But what if she could step in and be their leader? What if she could be agile enough, be the one to pivot, present that pivot to them of what's potential and possible for them? What if she could see what they can't see right now based on what they're saying and provide that stability and strength and focus that they are desperate for? Sure, in their typical senses, they're closed, they're shut down. They can't operate business as usual. But how can they get creative? Where's the opportunity for them? Could they start a marketing campaign that, I don't know, highlights all the joy-filled stories with their employees and, and their company seeking to help those in need during this time? Could they donate their kitchens for people making meals? For, like, there are kids right now that depend on two meals a day from the school system that aren't getting it. Like, could these hotels and, and restaurants, could they donate their kitchens to make meals specifically for these kids? Can they create a a hashtag that gets people to rally around a cause? Can she step in during this time and map out a new marketing strategy that they would have never had time to create if it was business as usual? Where is the opportunity? They needed her level-headedness in an uncertain time, her creative thinking and the agility and adaptability when they couldn't see it for themselves. And this was not only a major pivot from how she typically serves her client, but also leading her clients into a needed pivot of their own. And it could be what makes all the difference for these companies. And in a crisis and in a challenge and an uphill climb, like we are freaking tired, right? Like we are exhausted. We're doing all the things and now we're doing all the things with our kids home while homeschooling, while navigating, being trapped at home. So many factors, And where sometimes we're feeling beat up and worn down, not to mention discouraged. Maybe we're seeing the bottom line shift to a not-so-good zone. But the fourth role of a leader is to be conscious of the energy they bring into whatever space they enter, even if it's a virtual space, because we're socially isolating. And they step into that. So that might mean in the morning when you wake up to a long, scary, uncertain day ahead, all feeling the emotional weight of what you have to face, you get your mind right before you step in front of your people. You pray, you meditate, you seek counsel from the people you trust who can help you be the leader you need to be. You feel your emotions, you face your emotions, you do what you need to do to break through the negative emotions, but you can't afford to pollute your space. Do a workout to reduce your cortisol levels, boost your happy hormones, fuel your body with the right food so you have the physical energy you need to show up. Just make sure you get your energy right before you start your day. That is your moral obligation as a leader stepping in front of people. You don't say, I just have nothing to say. I'm just going to fall off the grid for a while. No, no, no. You are called to show up, but you got to get your ish together before you step into the space. And lastly, you know me, I saved the best for last. Vision. Remember as a leader, 
You always have to have your eyes up just enough to keep sight of the vision, the mission, the greater picture that's bigger than you and bigger than this battle. So it might be a time that you have enough stillness to reconnect with that vision or make the time. It might be the time that you reconnect your people with that vision or to their individual visions. Leaders are visionaries. So if you're losing sight of your vision and you're feeling like you're getting pretty deep in the weeds, you feel like you're forgetting why you signed up for this life as a leader in the first place, take a minute, okay? Take a beat, manage yourself, reconnect, recraft, recommit to your vision. And I want you to picture a world on the other side of the crisis, of the chaos, the fear, and believe that this challenge has been brought to you to lead you to that vision. And maybe the gift in all of this chaos is the perspective that breathed life into an even better vision. So reconnect with it, feel it, believe it, and bring it to your people and help them believe it and feel it and trust it too. And they're going to get there through you. This is not an easy time. This is not, ah, it's so hard to even talk about because I get so fired up. Like we are not crafted into the people we are called to be in the easy moments. Do you get that? Like in the choppy waters where we are being tested and beat up and like that is where we are crafted into the human beings, into the leaders, into the entrepreneurs that can go to the next levels. Smooth waters, that's not where we find our next level. That's where we coast doing the same thing over and over. That's mediocrity. If for nothing else, this is for you to grow in leadership. Those of you that embrace it, those of you that understand that you could have every business tactic that has ever existed in your tool belt, that is not enough to be the best. That is not enough to live your mission. That is not enough to scale to the levels that you say you want. It's in leadership. It's in leadership. So study it, eat, sleep, breathe it. Know that it's what will carry you through this time and what will carry your people through this time. Show up and serve through the crisis. Bring your gifts, even if it's not what you would typically bring to the world. Like, how can you show up and help your people, all people, right now? They need you. To me, this was like the perfect way to wrap up the most fun season, season one, as we step in to the most epic season, season two. Stay with me. Stay with me. Do this with me. Communicate with me. Tell me more of what you need. Who do you want to see on the show? What do you want to hear more about? How can I serve you? How can I help you through whatever challenges you're facing, whatever dreams you might have, whatever vision you have for your life? You got to tell me. Tell me what you need. And use the hashtag when you share the show, I'm scaling up. Hashtag I'm scaling up so that we can celebrate you see you as you step into levels of leadership that so few people will ever step into and do not miss the start of season two. It's going to rock your world. Help us get the word out to more people if you're willing, if this helps you, if this serves you. I know it's a favor to ask, but if you could take a minute, subscribe to the show and write a review. We so appreciate it. We read every one. We're so grateful that you would ever take the time out of your crazy day of leading the world to do that for us, but we are so thankful. And it helps us to get the show to more people. It helps us to be able to bring even more incredible guests onto the show for all of you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for helping us have the most fun season ever. And I am so ready for what's next. You are going to get through this. You're going to grow through this. This is going to be for you. All of the challenges that you face, it's all for good when you have that perspective and you are in pursuit of leadership in the process. 
all good things must come to an end. And don't worry, this podcast overall is not coming to an end. But season one of Scaling Up is coming to a close, which means we get to kick off season two next week. Why am I so pumped about season two? The show is scaling up. So that means we have to like practice what we preach and it's time to scale up this show. It is time to go next level in the guest speakers we are having on, the interviews that we're hosting, the topics that we're facing and focusing on, the things that we are bringing you guys, the value. We are not playing small. We are going to new heights. This show, you are like, I want to call my shot because it's scary as hell to me. I want to call the shot that this show is going to impact so many more people in pursuit of their wildest dreams by scaling their businesses to live the lives of freedom that they're so desperately pursuing. At the same time, nurturing your values, your vision for your life, the way that you want to show up for your family, the level of help that you know that you need to obtain in order to become the person that you're called to be. Like We are going all in on that stuff, so season two is going to rock your world. And we are kicking off the season, get this, with marketing strategists, like the marketing strategist, the one that I go to when I want to know what to do next on my social media or my email campaigns or how to launch or like Shannon Lutz, she's unreal. You're going to get a three-part series with Shannon because that's how much value, like I couldn't do it all in one episode. We are talking about Everything from creating compelling, magnetic content that converts to Instagram strategy and how to leverage it and the psychology behind Instagram stories and what you aren't doing that you need to be doing. And then we're stepping right into the moneymaker, the moneymaker, the thing that is going to drive profit in your business, how to launch and sell out your offers, your products, your services, your experiences, everything. So we are kicking it off with that. And guess what? We have a bonus for season two. Because instead of one episode a week, you guys have asked for more around how you can implement what we're teaching in the episodes that are launching each week. So we have pep talks and our pep talks are going to launch once a week. They're going to be a little bit shorter than our typical episode, but they're going to be packed with inspiration, motivation, guidance, a kick in the pants and actual strategy that I know leaders implement that they use to get to where I know you said you want to go. So season two, it's going to blow your mind. This is going to be like a whole new show. So get ready for it. I am so fired up about it. Thanks for being here. Thank you for supporting the show, for supporting me in this journey. It's crazy to think that we're over 70 episodes into this and we are just getting started. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homes, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.